Hi, Gregory. Hi, Thomas. How are you? You were asking people, what is your opinion of the actor Nicholas Cage? C-A-G-E-F-I-G-A. Don't be looking at her too hard now. This is a very different and weird question. Oh my God. I really like how he doesn't seem to give a fuck what anyone thinks about him. This is Cage Fight. And I think that's kind of badass. Welcome to Cage Fight. I'm gonna drink me a beer. Hello, look, it is a new year, and promptly in the middle of February, we are back with season two of what? What is it? It is Cage Fight. My name is Gregory Aikman. You haven't heard my dulcet tones on this thing for ages. Who? Who am I with? You're with Thomas Beeman, and uh, <gasps> in the year of our Lord Nicholas Cage twenty four. We're, we're doing it. We're doing it again. You guys thought, maybe, some of you doubted us. Some of you doubted us. And we want to say, it's okay. We understand the doubt. But also, fuck you. We're back. Exactly. We're back. We're b- better than ever. Because this is going to be season two, which should take us through the second half of all Cage films. And then season three will be, you know, doing round two and all of that stuff. And it's going to get very complicated with numbers very quickly. So let's not get mm. bogged down with that. I hope, you had a, <laughs> I hope you had a good Christmas, everyone, and a good New Year's. Did you enjoy the little treat we gave you with um, our friends and yours' cauldron of internal emotions? Oh, they're not actually here, so they can't... Uh, Oh, not this time. Not this time. <laughs> maybe, maybe we kind. Of, I was kind of hoping. But yeah. No, not nah, this time. Not, not at the moment. But uh, basically, season two is going to be largely identical to season one, apart from the films that we choose. So, mm. uh, what what are you doing to kick off season two with a bang? What what movie yes. have you chosen, uh, Tomas? I chose. I think I chose a pretty good one to start off with, mm. and that one is Drive Angry. Amazing. Well, I've got The Weatherman, which is uh, not as fun. Should we kick off with Drive Angry? Yeah, let's go ahead and start off with Drive Angry. Uh, all right, so this is a 2011 film. Ooh. This is prime. Like, in the smack of that, like, wow, Cage is just doing anything they give him these days. Beautiful. Um, This is, I should lead off to say, this is a a 3D movie. What? So this was also that era where every movie had to be 3D. Yeah. I did not watch it. I mean, I watched it in three dimensions because I'm a being in the third dimension. Mm. But I did not watch it with, like, 3D glasses and the effects and stuff. When I talk about this film, you should just know that while it's happening, there's just a bunch of 3D effects happening at the same time. Oh, so I So just imagine that. little snippets of 3D happening. I'm still slightly disappointed um, that 3D didn't ever really get out of the gimmick set phase. I was really hoping 3D mm. would become just a normal thing, the way that colour became normal and talking became normal. Mm. I was convinced. Yeah, it's... I died on that hill. I put everything yeah. <laughs> everything behind me going like, no, shut up, everyone's wrong. 3D is going to take over. I was 100% I like to think there. that you were right, but a couple of people, like a couple of... Uh, 
companies out there just did it so terribly yeah. and way too much that it like ruined it for the rest of us. That's truly, I, I believe truly that's what happened. Exactly. I was so excited to go watch Titanic in 3D, but uh, no one would go with me, mm. unfortunately. And by the time I decided I'd just go on my own, it would be amazing, uh, it had moved out of cinemas. So one of my greatest um, sort of oh. regrets in life... <laughs> It's never On your seen. deathbed, you'll be thinking about this. I will. So, if anyone wants a, to get me a present, make Titanic 3D be in a cinema that I can go to. But anyway, sorry, Drive Angry. The 3D film, Drive Angry. Yes, yeah, so in the 3D film, Drive Angry, we have uh, a couple of lead characters. Hmm. We have Nicolas Cage, who plays Milton. Hmm. Amber Heard, who plays Piper. Oh. William Finchner, playing the accountant. And Billy Burke, who plays Jonah Joa King. If you're not familiar with Billy Burke, he was the father in the Twilight series movies. He was like the father cop. Oh, father cop. Father cop. I father cop. You see, I'm familiar with the Twilight movies. I'm not familiar with him by name. And Amber Heard from. Oh, I don't know if I've ever seen Amber Heard in a movie. I'm not sure if I have either. The likelihood is high. I just don't remember. But mm. yeah, she's in here. She's the. She's the second. She's like the co-star almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Drive Angry begins with Nicolas Cage driving out of hell. (laughs) Strong In a 3D way. In a very 3D way. His motivation in this film is that in hell, to torture you, they show you like a movie of like the people you loved. And in this movie, he sees his daughter... And his son-in-law, like, get enraptured by a cult. They enter the cult, and then his daughter uh, enters a relate like most cults enters a relationship with the cult leader. Yeah, this cult leader is a satanic cult leader, so that's how you know he's bad. Mm-hmm. He impregnates her. She tries to escape. She does. He finds her. The baby's born like right there. He mm-hmm. like makes her perform fellatio right afterward. Okay. And she bites his dick off. <laughs> okay. Again, in 3D. All in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> all in 3D. Mm. Uh, and then he kills her, and boom, now Nicolas Cage is like, I gotta get out of hell. Amber Heard mm. is just a waitress. Okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I don't say that in a derogatory fact, waitresses are great, very respectable profession, but, like, her character in this film is, like, such a, like, side idea. Okay. Um, so she's a uh, Actually, movie she waitress. serves a single purpose, so we'll, but we'll get there, but mm. we'll get there. But, yeah, she has a car, and that's, like, that's it. That's, initially she has a car, she has a fiancé who's a piece of shit. Yeah. But then, like, later it's found out, like, her mother was also kind of it's like the writers or like i guess we need to like tie her in a little closer so in the middle of the film it's like hey her mom or something was like in the cult too or whatever <laughs> brilliant william fitcher's character the accountant is a mystical being of mm. sorts he's got like insane powers he he can't be harmed by bullets or anything and he's basically here to like track down nicholas cage's character because you know, he's got to go back. He's got to go back to hell. Right. This character, the accountant, is the most interesting part about the entire film, by the way. William Fincher's acting. He's this guy who's like, it, I don't want to say fish out of water, but like, he has like this very observational, removed sort of like 
presence in the film. Like he's like, oh, this is interesting. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. I no, I get it. Yeah, this is uh, hmm, this is a world. You guys do world shit crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really it's fun to watch and it's incredibly interesting. His character conflicts in the film with uh, Nicolas Cage's character, but Milton has like a plan for this because he stole the God weapon. Okay. The God killer weapon somehow. Uh, it was explained. Uh, did did you drift off that, for that bit? <laughs> <laughs> I, the, it was explained. The, the explanation was he just got it. Oh, sweet. That was the explanation. He like, found it, and he walked away with it, and that was it. Like classic mythology. where <laughs> What a cool what a cool story. So this gun is like a... It's hard to explain, but it, it's like made to look mythical in a sense that it has like this... It, it's almost rifle length. It's got like cool etchings in this wooden handle. And the barrel is like five... It's like a revolver barrel if the revolver barrel was like the length of the weapon, right? Yeah. Each barrel was its own cylinder. <laughs> so is it like and, uh, a fancy pants version of the Hellboy gun? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. It's got three bullets, and on each bullet is inscribed Deus Vault something. I can't, Now I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I wrote it down, and I lost that note. No, don't worry but about it. But it's like some... It's something in Greek, and it means to kill a god or some. Who gives a fuck? It's kind of cool. <laughs> it's only kind of cool. What's important is like this is like where the three D comes into into effect for the most part. Like every time this gun is fired, three D happens for sure. Beautiful. And it it's the CGI in this film mm-hmm. is hilariously bad. When is it? Twenty eleven. You said yes. When did CGI start being good? Because I know currently CGI is <laughs> That's a, really, really, really good. If they've got the mon- the time and the money, the CGI now is like wonderful. I think CGI has always been hit or miss. Mm. It's just a little bit more hit these days than this. Yeah. In this, this is an era where it was definitely like a coin flip. <laughs> they <laughs> they landed on the wrong side of the coin on this one. <laughs> Speaking of coin flips, the accountant will flip. He has a coin on him. It's also like a Greek piece. Yeah. He flips a coin. It's like a weapon that he uses throughout the film. He'll like flip it and it turns into a badge or he'll like chuck it into people's heads or something. Awesome. Pretty cool character. This magic weapon. Mm. It's super cool. Whenever it's fired, 3D happens. Yeah. And like it when <clears throat> the barrel flash also is also accompanied by like a magical ring. Okay. That like it, it also expands outwardly from the bullet. It'll like it'll happen like several times. It's hard to explain, but it's like this white ring that expands out from the bullet to signify that it's extra magical and cool. And it's just so, it's such like a fourteen-year-old's idea of like how a cool weapon would be. Like I would come up with this item for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, because like I was gonna say it does like sound when pretty I was cool. 15. Yeah, it's like it's it's rad. Yeah, you know, like it's nineties. It's a nineties concept of what rad is. <laughs> like, I love that. that's the gun. That is my favorite type of gun, though. I I don't and want it's... a gun which looks really, you know, sort of like. Well, technically, this would actually be a better gun. It's mm. like every time people say, mm-hmm. "Do you know? Actually, if you had a silencer, it would still make a noise." I don't care. I want movie silencers on guns. I don't want real ones. Yeah, I'm here for a. I'm watching a movie. I I want to be fooled and. Thinking things are exactly could work. I'm here know? for a movie time, not an accurate time. 
I think that's how the phrase goes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this it, the gun's rad. It's the raddest part of the film. Mm. Everything else is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> everything gets... Everything gets... Pretty bad, mm. but I will say this is definitely one of those films that like they it comes back around in terms of quality. Yeah, like it, it's so mind blowingly bad. Like not not bad. It's so mind blowingly like under budget and like mm-hmm. clearly written and made and directed by someone who's just like pre like constantly prepubescent mindset. Yeah, that it like it's genuine in its crappiness you know what i'm saying i know like what you mean yeah it means it it, it it's got a it good feels, heart yeah it's coming from a place of genuine sincerity yeah. about putting flames on my car because it it goes faster i love that i'm sick to death of people doing everything ironically i want people i don't care if it's something i don't necessarily agree with but i want people doing things they honestly think are cool like i i love that yeah. there's nothing better than people genuinely being into the things they're into so pay- unfortunately, mm. this is accompanied by an equally teenage level mindset of women. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. By that, uh, do you mean respectful and curious? <laughs> no, 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 no absolutely not. So I'm just gonna get to because the film is basically Pepper Milton. They're trying to find Billy. It's called Drive Angry, so it has to be in a car. Yeah, it's a lot of cars. It's a lot of guns. It's a lot of shooting, it, you know, yeah. like for the majority of the film, it's small reveals that kind of like you already knew because they already told you in some way mm-hmm. or another. Gotcha. And uh, and them find trying to find this guy. So there's a scene. <laughs> there's a scene. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pepper and Milton stop at a bar for information or guns or who cares. Yeah. A waitress. By the way, every woman wants to fuck Nicolas Cage's character Milton. Like, just it's just on. Yeah. When he's in the scene, it's on. So one particular waitress is like, hey, let's... Uh, uh, fast forward. They're in a hotel room. She is butt naked. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage is fully clothed. <laughs> they are having sex. Amazing. Amazing. They're having sex. He has a cigar in his mouth. Yep. And a full, like, bottle of jack daniels Mm -hmm. in one hand that's how it's done she is that's 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 how it's done uh, baby (laughs) is that not what what you do i thought that was just what everyone did cigar whiskey fully clothed (laughs) i can't come unless i've got (laughs) exactly and there's and you and no you shouldn't read anything into that no like freud said sometimes a cigar is just a cigar just a cigar Mm -hmm. baby um, Amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's it's wild. It doesn't look anything like sex should look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even close. It's <laughs> literally like someone who has never had sex before yeah. is like, oh, this is what sex is. In the middle of the sex scene, yeah. some of the cultist members join in on the fun, oh. and not and not in the way you would hope. Okay, they've got weapons. Oh, <laughs> they're gonna try to kill. Milton while he's getting it on. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, not only does he have Jack Daniels, but he also just has a gun in his other hand. Of course he does. And whilst fending off this wave of enemies, mm-hmm. 
he is having sex with this woman with a cigar and the jack and just shooting all the bad guys. <laughs> I've got a sneaking suspicion that this film started with they wrote that scene and then someone went, oh, can we have it in 3D? Yes. Right. Now we need to construct a movie that culminates in this. That is exactly what happened. Uh, 100%. Okay. <sighs> That's a scene and it's it's something else. Uh throughout the movie there's like a couple of other like like kind of cringy like nudity and stuff and um So overall would you say this film it, those scenes does that ruin any sense of enjoyment or does it somehow make it even better? Like you know how Twilight was made better by the line like you're my little squirrel monkey or whatever he fucking said. That level of ludicrousness just adds more enjoyment to the whole spectacle of it. Seeing Nicolas Cage fresh from hell in three dimensions chomp on a cigar shooting up tons of cultists (laughs) knocking back Jack does that make you think this is actually so much fun or are you torn with the whole sort of like this is so silly i cannot enjoy this movie it's it's definitely incredibly silly it's so it's like so bad it's harmless if that makes any sense i know what you mean it's like it's like wow this is such a dumb treatment of like women Mm. but it's like harm it's like a child said it like, "Oh, well, you're you're just being fucking stupid." Who yeah, cares? yeah. Of of course, you're just something stupid like that. Look at who you are. Yeah, yeah. You don't know any better. You're a fucking child. Yeah, yeah. It's completely an enjoyable experience. There are so many times during this film where I was jaw dropped mm. because of just the horrendous CGI and the <laughs> bonkers decisions that they made during this film. Um. I, aside from that particular scene, I don't really want to express too much of what happens in the rest of the Fair film so, beside the ending. Okay. We have to talk T- about Tell the me ending. the ending. Tell me the ending. During the film, he makes an offhanded quote about, like, he's going to drink beer out of uh, the cultist leader's skull. Yeah. Well, you know, culmination of the film happens. The bad guy dies in, in what is, like, the most over-the-top scene you could ever kill a bad guy with. Mm. This is like I would put this against anything by the way. Really? He he shoots he shoots like the so the magical gun is for the accountant because mm. the accountant can't be harmed by anything. But he shoots the cult leader with the magic gun. Amazing. Did I did I mention he's just trying to save his granddaughter? Yeah. Yep. Who cares? That's, that's all. Who gives a fuck? It doesn't matter. That's all he's trying to it do. It doesn't matter. Bless his heart. Bless <laughs> he, his lovely heart. That's this. He had sex with that woman to save his granddaughter. That's okay. We've all been. So he shoots the the guy and he explodes in like this insane. He like melts in like this Indiana Jones type <laughs> deal. Like his skin melts and he explodes. Incredible. And, like, the, there's this fucking, like, wormhole that opens up behind him that the gun makes. And it looks like, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen Quantum Leap, but it's, like, this really yeah, bad I've, CGI of Quantum Leap. I've seen Quantum Leap. I've seen all five seasons. I own the box set of Quantum Leap. I've seen it. Fucking great show. Beautiful show. And it's, like, that shit swirling behind him and all the magic rings that are happening. And it's just Perfect. so over the top <clears throat> that it's just, it's, per, it, it's... You, uh, I love it's it. like a meal where there's a lot of spice in the meal, yeah. But there's enough sweet and there's enough sour, like to like 
It's still really spicy. Yeah. And they shouldn't have put so much spice in it. But there's like something, there's little things to like hold on to in this meal uh-huh. that can really, that's something to enjoy. And if you like really spicy stuff, you're going to love this. Like, absolutely. I could not recommend this film more. Oh, okay. Because I, it- I was just going to ask you, like... From everything you've said, I honestly have no idea if you like or dislike this film. I would watch this film again. I I would see this again because, again, it is just really over the top. Mm. The decisions are maximized. They were like, what's the craziest thing that can happen now? Okay, we're doing that. Also, David Morse is in it. If you're not familiar with David Morse, Morse. he was one of the guard guys in the Green Mile. Okay. If you're familiar, he was the taller guy. Just such a distinguished actor. And he comes out of left field in this this film. And it's like, who got leverage on you, dude? (laughs) Who are you related to in this film? Like... (laughs) And he does a great job. By the way, the performances are fantastic. There's nothing better um, than people in dreadful, silly, silly movies taking it seriously. Like, in terms of, like, I'm I'm here, maybe I shouldn't be here, but as I've turned up today, I'm going to fucking act. I think he. I think someone was like, "Hey, we're we're gonna we're shooting this like around where you live. Mm -hmm. If you want to come in and do this row, it's a it's a two day shoot. You're gonna make X amount of money. It's gonna be so easy for you." And he's like, "Oh fuck yeah! Like hell yeah! I'll just I'll hop in this thing real quick and I hope so. Make a good cool couple of I don't know thousand I don't know money. Money is weird. How much? How much? I'll make a cool paycheck. Yeah. How yeah. much would an actor... Because how much does Nicolas Cage get for this sort of film? Who knows? I'm I'm hoping it's at least 11, right? 11 billion? Ele- oh, I've, I've no idea. I, I don't know. Is that a lot of money? for for? I know it's a lot of money, but for this sort of thing, is that a lot of money or is that nothing? Who, I have to imagine that most of the budget of the film went to paying him... Like on Left Behind... <laughs> <laughs> Where the oh, I think all of the budget went on his check. Well, this sounds like a fun film, and I'm quite glad that you managed to watch a fun film because I watched a film, and <laughs> technically it is listed as a comedy. Oh, really? But but right, I, I tell you what, I just if you... so I I've, I've actually seen I've actually seen the Weatherman. You've seen the Weatherman before, right? Yeah, back when it first came out. Well, yeah. let's quickly get into it. Okay, for those uninitiated, the basic plot is that Nicolas Cage is a weatherman. He considers himself quite unsuccessful. He's in the middle of what you would call a midlife crisis. He has an ex-wife and two children, a daughter and son. He doesn't really get along with his ex-wife. He doesn't get along with his daughter. She seems at best kind of indifferent to him. Uh, He doesn't really seem to have much interaction with his son. His dad, Michael Caine, seems to intentionally withhold affection from him and doesn't seem to like him the rough event that propels the movie forward is that Nicolas Cage has got a job a job offer in New York City to just be a weatherman for a bigger telly show and he goes for the audition gets the job and is wondering whether or not he should um, get it or not that's sort of the kind of plot underlining everything as it goes along he gets the job in the end his dad dies and he doesn't get back with his wife and his relationships with his kids kind of remain the same um that's kind of it and he learns how to use a bow and arrow initially to try and bond with his daughter but he ends up just doing it because it calms him down 
And the film tries to do a lot of extra things there, like Billy from Ally McBeal is in it, who is grooming his son, uh, who is him from About a Boy. Nicolas Cage ends up kicking the shit out of him because Billy from Ally McBeal tries it on with his son, who's, I think, supposed to be like 13 mm. or something. And he's, he's just a struggling, struggling man making tiny improvements to his life, which make him just a teeny, tiny bit happier. And he... Uh, learning how to use a bow and arrow, I imagine, is a metaphor that I'm missing. That's the basic plot of it. It's not It's not a very funny comedy. Um, mm. I think there's there's some really silly lines in it. At one point, he says to his, to his daughter, you're 12 years old, you shouldn't be walking around without money, which I think is a lovely idea. <laughs> but... <laughs> But that's it. I thought this film was going to be like falling down. Uh, mm. But it's just a guy down on his luck and rich making poor choices and people treating him with no respect because he's a weatherman. And then he ends up becoming a richer weatherman. But his whole life remains exactly the same. At one point, who's someone calls him a dildo... Pork fuck, which I think is quite a fun line. <laughs> okay. Someone got uh, really creative in the writer's room on that one. Yeah. Uh, and, um, oh, yeah, his, his daughter, who's 12, right, uh, she's wearing inappropriately uh, tight clothes and she gets bullied for it at school and she misunderstands uh, what she's being called in a way which seems surprisingly sweet because uh, her classmates are bullying her and calling her camel toe, right? And at one point, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage asks her if she knows what that means. And she says, yes, it's uh, uh, because they're tough and they can walk through anything. So she sees uh, it as a... Co- yeah. Which I think is a, a surprisingly sweet and charming moment in the middle of this otherwise mm. kind of just nothing movie or at least nothing for for me i didn't really get anything out of it it's sort of it seems to be going on about like just being unapologetically who you are regardless of what uh, obstacles are in yeah. your way his relationship with i mean the best thing about his dad played by michael kane is watching michael kane struggle through doing a, an american accent where he jumps from doing an accent to just going back to his normal voice and back and forth and back and forth over and over again. There's um, a scene that I that has kind of lived rent-free in my head from this film. Hmm. And it's the one where they, him and his ex-wife go to a... It's kind of like a, a Alcohol's Anonymous for divorced parents. Yeah. And they're supposed to write down on a note something they didn't like about the other one, Mm -hmm. hand the note to each other, and then just not look at it. And they both immediately read it. it speaks to his character. Yeah, it speaks to his character that he could not help but to read the note. Mm. But also, what he wrote on the note for her was that she didn't give enough blowjobs. Yeah, Uh, say like, you're you're unenthusiastic, and she responded by saying, it's because I hate you. (laughs) That's why. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. You can't ask for a better reason. This guy can't, also like, cannot trust 
but also like his note was just so superficial yeah 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 and what what did she write? she wrote something like um because he's trying to be an author because his dad won a Pul- uh, pulitzer prize and that so he feels uh, insignificant mm. so he tries to yeah. write a science fiction novel and she just essentially says oh your book's shit and you make me read it and it's rubbish and he just gets quite <sighs> sad about that i just i feel like i missed something with this film because i didn't mm. not enjoy it but i didn't see the point in it and i don't mind a film without a point i love a film without a point in many ways it felt like it was trying to do some things and i didn't really understand yeah what it was trying to do is it um i want to say it, it's wes anderson like it felt like in the from what i remember mm. again i watched it years ago yeah. practically uh 400 years ago it felt sort of like an attempt at a wes anderson and like the way that it approached comedy and this really like drab sort of like yeah it's... strange way and it didn't like really fire off very well. I don't. I don't think it did. I think. I just think it. It's part of the comedy in it is uh, sporadically, Nick uh, Nicholas Cage's character just gets food thrown at him. Like sometimes it's mm. milkshakes, sometimes mm. it's a burger or whatever. Uh, all of the time, something was thrown at him. That was thrown at him by the director. <laughs> it. It's sort of. I don't know. It. It feels like something they added at the last minute, going like, oh shit, yeah. we were aiming for comedy, weren't we? Uh, what should we do? We'll throw stuff at him. Cool. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I just thought I wasn't impressed. I, I think there's something to say about the idea of a character sort of going on a journey and mm. like actually not learning anything and yeah being rewarded for it in some way and like you basically end up back where you are but slightly better place yeah there's something about that that i think has some juice there but it doesn't look like it was squeezed enough like yeah and like the uh the storyline with his son just seemed to be such a huge and serious thing out of nowhere like, because they didn't really pay any attention to that. They just weren't like, oh, by the way, his son's being groomed. So, all right, cool. Uh, so, what's going to happen with that? Well, it'll get to an uh, to a part where it could potentially get very, very serious and damaging. But Nicholas Cage's character will stop it, and he'll beat up um, Billy from Animatbill. Gil Bellows, I think his name is, something like that. But mm-hmm. um, and it's like, okay, cool. I don't know. It seemed. I don't know whether it was part. Whether again the film was doing stuff that I just don't appreciate, but it it seemed mm. to be so flippant. It's like I don't really see, I don't see what you're, what the film's getting from this because it doesn't mm. greatly improve his relationship with his son. It doesn't change anything. Like we already, like we think that the cat Nicholas Cage's character's a bit of a wally and he's a bit selfish, but he's not a bad character. Mm. We never think he's a baddie. We think he's a bit silly. That's all. So when he reacts by beating up this guy, it it's not changing our opinion on him at all. Yeah. And it's not changing our opinion on his son. <clears throat> we just keep on going like it's him from Mad Max, or it's him from Skins, or it's him from Warm Bodies, or it's him from About a Boy, or you know, like Nicholas Holt's been mm. in bloody everything, and good luck to him. But yeah, I, 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 um, it. Like he, he has a snowball. Fight the stammering his... says so much more than a word. <laughs> it's, 
Because it's it's obvious, like searching for something. It maybe they just didn't give it to you. I think I think not. It feels like it. I think it's one of those times. I always get these films. I think I'm just a really pernickety little dick. But um, mm. I I feel like it could have been spectacular. Mm. And all the performances, by the way, the performances were all great. Everyone did a great job in it. Yeah. Everyone did. I his... remember really enjoying a lot of the performances. Yeah, like not a bad word to say about anyone in this film, apart from <laughs> it's wonderful watching Michael Caine struggle through accents because he's <laughs> oh he's not great at accent. I mean, he's no Sean Connery yeah. when it comes to terrible at accents. But to be honest with you, uh, Mr. Thomas. This mm. film's not going to win. I'm sh- I reckon okay. there's a chance if you watched it, you could have got uh, something different and better out of it. But I feel mm. like it was wasted on me. It it was... Um, I, I remember this kind of being very, uh, like a very meandering. It's mm. like, it's not impactful. It's just, no. it, did, it didn't, it never really felt like it had a, a point to it. And it, uh, in a way, it didn't, re- or it didn't really attempt to explain its point very well. Yeah, and like I don't, I I've, I enjoy films where they don't have a point, and also I enjoy films that don't spell things out to you and go sort of like, well, no, we're not doing the work, you do it. I enjoy that very often, but this one, I don't know, just it, it felt like almost. This is going to sound so arrogant, but it felt almost like it was acting above its station. It was like you're mm-hmm. you're just a sort of essentially a straight to DVD movie. Why are you trying to be so like s- special? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. this this isn't mm-hmm. stay in your lane. Just uh, have a, have someone slip over in the snow. Like stop stop trying to like. For I feel like if you've got a car- a, a child who's being like uh, with a strong threat of uh, sexual abuse to it. It's like okay, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, it, what are you doing? It feels like you're going like, well, this will this will mean you'll take me seriously. <laughs> like, okay, what what's supposed to be funny about this? Like, where yeah. are you going with this? Yeah, and like, I wasn't really sure why that character was there in the first place because they sent. Mm. It's supposed to be a counselor, and the son went to counselor because he was found smoking a bit of weed at one point, mm. uh, which just. I don't know. Like, was the moral of that like, uh, whatever you think about marijuana, smoking marijuana? <laughs> if you try to punish your your son for smoking marijuana, what will happen is you'll deliver him directly into the hands of a paedophile. Everyone who is against drugs yeah. is a paedophile. Was that the point of the film? Is that that, it? I mean, <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I'm in agreement with you. I think that Drive Angry is a much more <laughs> it's <laughs> it's action packed. Yeah, but it it makes very bold decisions and it wears its heart on its sleeve. That's nice. what it does. Yeah. It fucking puts its heart on its sleeve. Excellent. It's like this is what it is, and you're gonna you're gonna drive, or are you gonna drive angry? Exactly. Exactly. In three D. Like, are you happy? <laughs> With drive angry. Would the weatherman would have been improved if it was in three D? Yeah, every movie is improved if you 
put it in 3D. Imagine Nicolas Cage looking sad walking down the street, getting a chocolate mm. milkshake thrown at him, but in 3D. Yeah, well, imagine him shooting those arrows in oh, 3D. He could shoot them straight at the camera. Uh-huh. They'd come at us, we'd all go, whoa, and duck in our seats. Oh, it'd be magnificent. <laughs> he, he would be able to swing those punches, again, right at the camera. Yeah, this should be... Uh, it should be in 3D, and I suspect throughout all of Series 2 of Cage Fight, I will be pointing out how the film, whichever film it is, should be in 3D. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, it, yeah. it improves everything. I, I'm very happy to go with Drive Angry winning, uh, particularly because I hope, and we'll, we'll pull things at random and try to get some algorithm to do it so we're not choosing very much. But I hope it goes against Ghost Rider. So we've got two mm. Nicolas Cage Hell movies Hell yeah. against one another. I can't remember whether Ghost Rider went through or not. I think it did. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Who knows? Well, hopefully there's even more films where Nicolas Cage starts in Hell. Because that seems to be a great starting point for any movie. Yeah. 3D in Hell. 3D in Hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there, there we go. I think... It's time to say congratulations to Drive Angry for going through to uh, round two. I wonder how long you'll be in round two, Drive Angry. I suspect you might get knocked out quite quickly. And commiserations to the weatherman. I'm afraid you were just... uh, You were... You can do it. it, There's there's got to be something. You were predicting uh, a dismal... (laughs) A dismal weather forecast. Uh, the forecast was bleak for you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh Christ, that was hard work. But yeah, that, there we go. Um, so how do how do you feel? How do you feel, Thomas? This is uh, episode one of series two or episode thirty two of Cage Fight. How do you think we did? Yeah. How do you think we did? Uh, it's great. It's great getting back into this. Oh man, I just so Drive Angry is like the first movie I'm watching going into this, and it's like, wow, if this is what I got ahead of me, uh, well, like, <laughs> please kill me now. In the, in, the, <laughs> in the couple of months that we haven't been doing this. Have you, just for yourself, have you watched any movies starring Nicolas Cage? No, I don't think I have. I think I've, <laughs> not not in a sense of like, I don't want to, no, no, but no, in no. a sense of like, I can't, I, I don't want to overload myself. I need to like, retain my stamina for watching Nicolas Cage films. Exactly, yeah. Well... It have in which in which case uh, no nor have I mate nor have I I haven't watched any Nicolas Cage films since we started this <laughs> nice but do you have anything going on do you have anything that you want the good people bear in mind <sighs> this will probably be released on the twelfth uh, of February which is Monday nice sweet yeah if uh, so yesterday I would have done a D and D show mm-hmm. uh, on Twitch TV slash off-duty otter that's o-f-f-o-t-t-e-r-d-u-t-y off-duty otter this is greg during the edit just to quickly jump in obviously thomas meant off-duty otter o-f-f-d-u-t-y-o-t-t-e-r a silly sausage got his words mixed
at, at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard is when we get started. We're in hell. We're in avarice. We're in, hey, just like Nicolas Cage, we're in hell. And that's how you know it's going to be good. Is your D&D campaign in 3D? Yes, it's fully three-dimensional. <laughs> D and 3D, you could call it. <laughs> the dice are multi-sided. Excellent. Polyhedral, that's what people call it. What about you, Greg? What do you have uh, going down the, coming down the pipeline? Coming down the pipeline, well, better Bible's still going on. It's um, We're in the final stretch. I think we're about halfway through this year. We'll have finished that, but better Bible's still going on. If you're listening to this on the 12th, then yesterday uh, a new episode came out, but every other Sunday that's still coming up. Also, we've got a new, a relatively new show that I've been doing with Stephanie Chadwick from Off of My Wife. I've been doing a show called Another Here, which where we play RPGs. And I think the there's going to be an episode coming out on the 22nd uh, of that, where we play Kids mm. on Bikes. That's a lot of fun. There's a couple of episodes coming out next month, which include uh, Thomas. Hey! Because you get yeah, involved we with recorded one. Deadlands and Heart we play with you. Yes. Um, so that's that's a fun little show that we've started. It's going nicely. So there's those two shows. And I think that's it at the moment. I've got some... I've got a million projects. I highly recommend that both of these projects because I, I'm incredibly excited about mm. Better Bible getting toward the end. I, I can't... I. I can't wait. I don't know how it ends, how the Bible ends. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. <laughs> and then uh, another here, I it's probably one of the most fun things like yeah. it, I've, I've I've been involved with. It it is. Oh, we had such a great time. We had such a great time. And the the fun thing is the first thing I've ever done that's very intentionally pg-13 like we're, yeah. we're we're very intentionally keeping it appropriate <laughs> sorry about that by the way. no 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 don't don't worry <laughs> there uh, there was there was three and a half hours of stuff to cut through it was easy to get rid of a couple of swears <laughs> nice excellent but yeah and will will you'll be listening to this on the 12th and then this is going on for i think ever i'm not sure how long uh, mm. we'll be with you with uh, season two but thank you for sticking with us thank you for coming back and yeah get involved say hello you like it when they talk to you don't you thomas i do yeah and you guys can talk to me uh, at thoughts and flight f-l-i-t-v t-e and thoughts and flight f-l-i-g-h-t everywhere 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 thing can be i have a name there and it's that name beautiful uh don't speak to me. But, um, yeah, <laughs> speak to Thomas. Leave me alone. But, yeah, we'll we'll speak to you again next time. Uh, keep on caging. Hell bullets. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole?